0: You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 765 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Wednesday evening. We have plenty to talk about today, and the show is brought to you by the good folks at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. If you missed it earlier in the week, part of the last show that I did centered on a lot of the impressive leadership that's being shown by the Hawks in this moment, from Lloyd Pierce to Trey Young and Steve Kuhn and others... Check out that show if you missed that, and uh, also I would recommend a piece written by Rashad Milligan, good friend of the program, over at Peace Tree Hoops, about what the Hawks are saying and doing about the Black Lives Matter movement, et cetera, et cetera. Today's pod is just me again. I uh, just, uh, as a spoiler alert, I do have a uh, a guest lined up. I'm not going to tell you who it is because I never want to call those guys out if it if something happens or something like that. But uh, a guest lined up for my last show of the week. But uh, today, just me talking about the big news in the NBA today, and that is the plan for a 22-team restart in Orlando, which you would probably, by the power of deduction, realize that that's not going to include the Hawks. But before we get to the details on that, um, on Tuesday afternoon, Lloyd Pierce, I referenced before, head coach of the Hawks, uh, went on the jump with uh, Richard Nichols at, on ESPN and uh, made a plea about the Hawks being included in Orlando, what they would potentially gain from being included. So I want to talk about that a second, just for some context here. He said, and I'm going to quote here a couple different times from Lloyd, quoting, if the season is going to resume and we're still not a part of it, it hurts our growth. It hurts our product. It hurts our ability to continue the momentum that we need going into next season. From there, Pierce also said and reminded everyone that he coaches the youngest team in the NBA, and he said, quote, the biggest thing we could benefit from is playing basketball, and the game has been taken away from all of us at this point, end quote. Last thing he said is, quote, they need game experience, so we need to play basketball. We want to play basketball. And uh, none of that is a big surprise, obviously. You know, coaches want to coach. Players want to play. And I think that was the theme coming into this is that, you know, Hawks players certainly want to get out there and play. Um, most guys want to play. That's just kind of the way this works. If you're wired to be a professional athlete or professional basketball coach, you want to you, you basically enjoy playing and you're in the gym and all that stuff. And also before this, the owner, Tony Ressler, as I said, I think, uh, two podcasts ago, was reportedly arguing on behalf of the Hawks playing during Friday's Board of Governors meeting, um, according to ESPN's reporting, and then even beyond that. Uh, and well uh, well before that, in late May, Travis Schlenk, president of basketball operations and the GM, talked to both Chris Kirschner at The Athletic and... Adrian Wojnarowski um, with a similar sentiment. So basically the three leading basketball voices, you know, Steve Kuhn would be in there as well as the CEO, but you know, owner, GM, head coach all in unison uh, two of them on the record in Schlenk and Pierce and uh, you know with reporting about wrestler all wanted the Hawks to be there. Now, you can debate on on, on that opinion. Um, I know a lot of fans were split on that. In my, in my experience, kind of taking the temperature of the fan base right now, some people were upset that they that they were trying to play. Some people were not upset and wanted to, just wanted to watch basketball, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we'll come back to this, but I wanted to put that as sort of some context to come back to, put a pin in it, and just talk about the fact that the Hawks did want to play, at least according to their public comments, um, in the last couple of weeks. Um, as for the reporting, the big news of the day anyway, well, it first started with uh, Shams Sharania on Wednesday, reporting that the additional detail of a 22-team plan, basically he said plainly in his first report on Wednesday morning that Adam Silver is, quote, planning to propose a 22-team return to the 2019-20 season in a board governor's meeting on Thursday. Um, no big surprise there, but that was more definitive, and I think we saw that get more and more definitive on all fronts from different reporting um, during the day on Wednesday. Um, Shams did say that the uh, the two Proposals that really lost traction early on in the discussion in the last week or so were the 16-team straight to the playoff proposal and the 30-team model. I'm going to quote him here. He says, the 30-team model, meanwhile, brings several bottom-feeding teams that do not belong in the bubble environment given the NBA's medical safety and health priority. End quote. Now, that's pretty definitive, but it's also interesting to uh, see that he wrote that in his piece on Wednesday. Uh, from there, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN then reported just to drive the hammer in and really – at least for me, kind of take away any of the doubt whatsoever that the twenty two that the twenty-two team restart plan is expected to have eight regular season games each. And finally, he says that the board of governors meetings at 1230 on Wednesday and flat out, quote, with the intention of of approving the league's plan for a 22 team return to play in Orlando, end quote. And uh, even beyond that, I think the most definitive thing that I saw even was, you know, Woj is not someone, I, I, you know, I got a little bit of pushback. In fact, someone sent me a message when I, I put up a post on PeaceGroups.com, basically saying that this was going to be happening. You know, I, I tried to catch it a little bit. But when Woj kind of tweets as definitively as he did, um, the way that he signed off his final tweet about the subject today, at least the broad subject of the day was, The NBA by 22 teams, 13 Western Conference, 9 Eastern Conference, 8 regular season games per team, play in for the 8th seed, July 31 to October 12, vote tomorrow to ratify, and I'm quoting now, the NBA is back, end quote. So I I would be very, very surprised, is the short version, if Woj and Shams and everybody else that was reporting on this did not have a a virtual certainty, or even more than that, that this is going to happen. So uh, through that that lens, I'm assuming this is all going to be happening in some form or fashion. We'll touch on all of the specifics after we hear from from today's sponsors on the program. And the first of them is rockauto.com, which is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driving vehicle. Get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like paying your mortgage or buying food or just having fun. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50% or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, whereas rockauto.com. Has prices that are the same for everybody and they are reliably low. RockAuto.com also al- always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear in the way that airlines sometimes do. RockAuto.com is just for everybody and does not require membership or an account login. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Again, and best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, liably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Built Bar. And Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And there are almost endless reasons to love Built Bar. In addition to its incredible taste, Built Bar is perfect for everyone that is trying to be health conscious with the ability to lose or maintain weight while still indulging in something that tastes really, really delicious. Each and every bar is low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. And to make things even better, it's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Part of that is that each bar is covered in 100% chocolate. Unlike some of the other offerings and competitors in the same space, Built Bars are really soft and easy to chew. My personal favorite is the banana nut flavor, but there are plenty, plenty more great options. In fact, there are 16 amazing flavors to choose from, and they all present their own appeal that everyone can fall in love with. I would absolutely recommend Built Bar. In order to check this out for yourself, go to builtbar.com. use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off on your first order. That is promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at builtbar.com it is a perfect day to try BuiltBar. bar all right and we will sort of move on here we'll briefly touch on the plan itself even while acknowledging that the hawks are not going to be involved um, by all the reporting at this point in time um, the specifics are first reported by shams and then later by Woj, but a 13 team pool from the west nine from the east so 22 teams total Um, The teams that are not currently in the playoff mix that are being added are New Orleans, Portland, San Antonio, Sacramento, Phoenix, and Washington is the only Eastern Conference addition. Just for the record, Orlando currently has a a 5.5 game lead on Washington for the 8th seed in the East, whereas the uh, margin is a little bit smaller in the West. Memphis is the 8th seed. They have a a 3.5 game lead on the Pelicans, Blazers, and Kings, a 4 game lead on the Spurs, and 6 games on the Suns. Um, Each one of these teams is going to be playing eight regular season games each. That includes the teams that are in the playoffs firmly, all the way up to the Bucs and the Lakers at the top. And then there's actually the potential for a play-in tournament from there. Um, In short, the play-in tournament only happens if the nine-seed finishes within four games of the eight-seed. Um, in the East. I I mean, this could certainly happen in both spots. It would not surprise me if nothing happened in the East, because as people have pointed out, Washington actually has some incentive to tank if they really wanted to. I don't think they're gonna, but they certainly could. um, Regardless, um, Orlando's already outside that margin. In the West, I'd be pretty surprised if Memphis went in with more than a four game lead. So I'm expecting that to probably be a playing game setting. But the details of that, if they happen, is the eight seed is in a double elimination setting, whereas a nine seed would be in a single elimination setting. So basically, the nine seed, whoever that is at the very end, would have to beat the eight seed twice in a row to get in the playoffs. That's uh, the short version of all of that. Um, from there, the rest of the playoffs go as as standard. I will say you kind of have to assume and there are no details that are firm on this just yet, but based on the timeline that's been dispersed, you kind of have to have this be almost every other day the entire way through. Um, there'd be some short turnarounds, obviously no travel, which, which helps with that with, with avo- avoiding the long last, but especially early on, you could see NBA games going simultaneously at different locations in Orlando. you could see afternoon starts maybe in the first round, et cetera, et cetera, to get to get all the games in. In the coming days and then the, uh, the last possible date for the season to end under, th- under the proposal if nothing goes wrong i should say is uh game seven and the nba finals on october the 12th um as a matter of that now pr- now pertains to the hawks a little bit more as we bring things back to uh atlanta cetric podcast um Woj repeat re- reported previously to this that the expectation of the is the nba draft and the opening of free agency will follow in quote sequential order end quote in October sometime, which that's sort of the normal off-season format, first the draft, then free agency. That's an NBA standard at this point in time. On Wednesday, um, there was some additional reporting. I will say that that timeline seems to still be in place of the uh, draft and then free agency, although the date's a little bit fuzzy at this point in time. Um, Shams Charani reported on Wednesday that the, that the draft lottery and if there is a combine, if there is a combine, that's an important distinction, but the lottery has to happen, and that's expected to be in August, which would also kind of follow the normal timeline. Normally, the lottery happens in May, which is in the middle of the playoffs. In this case, the lottery will be happening in August, which is in the middle of the playoffs. Um, there, is, there are a lot of interesting questions here about how the lottery could be impacted. The NBA could consider throwing the teams um, that are excluded from this sort of a bone by improving their lottery situations, make things a little bit harder for those involved um, and invited to Orlando. Um, Lots of theories, but no real reporting on how this is going to happen. But just as an example, it could be a pretty hard sell for a team that was invited to the bubble to suddenly win the lottery. And also, even before that, will they keep Memphis and Orlando um, in the lottery if they were to fall out here? So if there's a play-in situation... And Memphis is a four-game lead, but they lose in the play-in. Are they suddenly going to be in the lottery with regular odds? I'm not sure. How, I'm not sure how they're going to do that. We'll definitely learn more about this in the future, but um, that's all up for debate. But one of the popular proposals on the internet is uh, basically just kind of locking the uh, the order of of the uh, the bottom eight. Essentially, they're not that are not going to the bubble. Have those eight teams um, be you know basically. Um, provided a clear path to the lottery, so maybe maybe don't let the teams that go they go to Orlando have a chance at the number one seed, or maybe lower their odds, etc. We'll see how that all goes, but that's something to keep an eye on. That definitely pertains to the Hawks. Um, obviously, the Hawks do have the fourth the fourth worst record in the league, so presumably, if you w- if you were to just leave the lottery alone, Atlanta will still be in that same position, which we talked about a lot on the podcast with twelve and a half percent odds to make the uh, first overall pick. But we'll see if anything changes on that front. Before I get into the ramifications a little bit more for Atlanta, I do see a couple people lamenting that the Hawks didn't have a chance to make a real run because of the light schedule they had down the stretch. Um, I will say this, I've been arguing since, I think, like August, um, before the season started, for sure, that the schedule you know, was always going to be this way for the Hawks. It was always going to be tough early, and then they were going to improve late and make a run at the end. It would have been nice, honestly, for the Hawks to build some momentum, build some buzz and some, uh, some attention locally even with some uh, sort of a hot finish it is definitely unfortunate that they can't do that. But with regard to the playoffs, just as a reminder here, um, the Hawks are 11 games out of the eight seats. Even if they invited everybody, if they kept the same, um, parameters, the Hawks were not gonna make the playoffs. Um, you know, they would have only had eight games left and, uh, even if they won all eight, they were not going to be able to make up the gap to get within Orlando, even even within four games if they left that there. So I, I get that the Hawks would have certainly finished strong. I think I've always argued that that the schedule was going to be light, and they were. This is a young team that was improving. You would imagine at the end of a season, but at the same time, um, you know I can't imagine they would have really made a real push for the playoffs. Obviously, you could go back to the John Collins suspension as a reason. Maybe they wouldn't. And the Hawks just didn't build for this year in an effective way, which, which we've discussed a lot um, on the podcast. And this is not a team that was built to win now, um, even with Treyon making the leap. So all that stuff, I uh, just want to point that out here at the top. But provided the scenario that everyone's talking about and reporting on here with the 22 teams happens, there is honestly no way that the season um, for next year, the 2020-21 season, is starting before Christmas. And uh, it could be even later than that. But if we, if we assume Christmas, that's a nine-and-a-half-month layoff for the Hawks. That's a long time. Um, there was a report we talked about in the last show that we did um, discussing some of the regional Summer League-style proposals that are out there. But nothing is new or confirmed on that on that point. I would definitely be in favor of the Hawks getting something substantial to be basketball-wise for training camps or gatherings um, if they're able to do that. But for now... No regular season games that count for nine and a half months at least. Uh, I do think that's in somewhat um, of a way the substan- the substantive nature of playing five games from a basketball standpoint was probably overstated some by the way that Pierce and Schlenk were talking about it. I don't think you would have learned a ton about the Hawks if they had been sent to Orlando and played, you know, eight games is, you know, a decent sample size. But given the scenario here with not a whole lot to play for, with the play in tournament setup as it is, maybe they would have changed that if it was all 30 teams, but regardless, I think almost, you know, not even almost, I, my opinion is you could have learned more, frankly, if you're the Hawks from the study and the conditioning and the refining of the games in a full squad setting and that practice time and that camp setting, then you really could uh, on the court in actual game settings with that little of a sample size after that long of a layoff. Obviously, guys will be charged individually will keep themselves in shape now and spending the extended summer getting ba- getting getting better and getting in the lab, as they say. but still, it's it's hard, um, even with the country sort of gradual reopening at this point in time to play basketball games against real real competition. That's kind of something to monitor while this is all happening, because this is going to be a long layoff. And I think we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on this. I know I'll be asking about this around to see what the Hawks plan on doing and plan on telling their players in order to uh, sort of stay with basketball at the front of their brains, because it's a long time, even with three months of this already out of the way, you know, right now it's early June. If they're not playing games again until almost January, it's, it's nearly seven more months without playing a basketball game. And granted the training camp will probably start before that, but still interesting stuff to point out. Um, you know, camp late November, maybe early December. Um by the way, the team that makes the play uh sorry, the two teams that make the finals are gonna have a really short offseason. Um that's kind of always the case. They're always shorter than some. But um it's magnified even more this time around when comparing the plight of like a team like the Lakers or the Bucks or the Clippers, whoever makes the pl- uh, whoever makes the finals, compare that team to Atlanta and the Hawks would have not played for nine and a half months and those teams could have been playing in mid-October. And that's uh very different. Let's just say that. Uh non-basketball wise there are also a lot of questions still about everything in the way this is going to go down. I think there was a discussion, rightfully so, about you know, regional like RSN money, regional sports, regional sports network money, etc. Um, we will see what happens uh, on all of those fronts because you know there's big questions when it comes to the RSN contracts and how this will be paid out for the Hawks if there's an agreement, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm not really sure how, how that's going to happen. On Atlanta's front, we'll we'll see if there's any report on that in the coming days. But how much they're going to be penalized for that, if at all, are players across the league going to be paid their normal contracts, or is the league going to come up with some sort of prorated system? ESPN's Bobby Marks reported that the expectation on his front is that the players on teams that are not in Orlando will see the same the same sort of deductions as as anybody that's playing in the bubble, which is a good sign for Hawks players. But um nothing firm on that just yet. So we'll see how that all goes. And also. Honestly, there is at least a chance, I'm not trying to say this is going to happen, and I hope it doesn't happen, that the bubble fails. I mean, that, that's something that people people don't want to talk about, and I don't really want to talk about it either, but because I'm trying to just put it all out there right now on the pod, um, there's a non-zero chance that there's something that goes wrong down there and you have to kind of pack it in, and there's questions from that. Also, even beyond it, if it works out, there's questions about next season and where it will happen, whether they will be fans, whether it be travel if the, if, is the league going to try to start neutral side again. Well, there's all kinds of questions between now and then we'll have plenty of time to talk about them, but still a lot up in the air, even with the firmness of the plan of what's going to happen when the, when the teams actually come to Orlando. So um yeah, lots of different questions, including, you know, obviously the next thing for the Hawks is going to be lottery and stuff like that. And we'll, Cover that as we always do. I think people listen to the podcast. If you're a new listener, you may not know this, but we do a lot of draft stuff. I've already been doing a whole lot of draft stuff, so we'll spend a lot of time on that between now and whenever the draft happens, especially when the lottery is set. Um, As as I wrap up the show here, I'm planning to do a lot of deep dive stuff on the ramifications. On our last show, which we talked about before teasing, I have a I have a guest lineup for uh, recording on Thursday night. Hopefully, that's going to be coming to fruition. You'll have that pod on Friday morning about all the stuff and the fallout. Just a a voice that's other than mine, and then we'll we'll keep going from there, of course. I'm also planning to examine all the various angles as we get more information, because uh, you know, candidly, I've already been kind of filling content without basketball games for almost three months on this podcast, and also at Beastly Hoops, where I am the editor in chief, or sub- something like that. However, you want to say that, managing editor. And the reality is, you know, six more months of this. There's not a whole lot of content. I mean, there'll be some things happening between the draft and free agency, but it's a long time without real basketball games to talk about. And four and a half more months of this before the draft even happens, if it happens in October. So, so before we get out of here. I put a poll up at Locked Hawks on Twitter earlier today asking this as well. So I'll open it up here as you know, because you don't want to weigh it on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, etc. Um, i would interested in, I'd be interested to hear the responses, but basically the question is would, would you guys, would the listeners be interested in me covering the broader NBA? Basically talking about the playoffs on occasion. I will say this on occasion. I'm not going to just turn this into a full NBA podcast all summer long, but if you would be interested in that, please let me know. Um, I think I'm, you know, early stages, I'm probably going to talk about the NBA broadly a little bit during the summer just to kind of pass the time. And there'll be playoffs happening without the Hawks and a little bit less content than usual. And I, of course, covered the whole league for Dime and other places. So if I, uh, if, unless unless the listeners just hate that idea, but let me know if you don't like that idea, we'll, we'll see what happens there. And I promise it's not going to overtake Hawks content. I'm still going to be dedicating that. But if you probably noticed this, I've still been doing about three shows a week, which is a lot um, during this time. And I'm planning to continue that at least two, three, two, three times a week the whole summer and into the fall so hopefully uh, the patience level will be there but hit me up if you have any thoughts on that also before we get out of here a reminder to follow the show on twitter i really appreciate everybody that's already done that but check out the uh, locked on hawks twitter account as well as subscribing to the podcast via the platform of your choice whether it be apple podcasts or spotify those are the big ones i know but there are other places that I like to listen to po- other apps listed podcasts on so check those out find your favorite one fire us up subscribe leave leave positive feedback etc also tell your friends i know if people have hawks fan friends they're not as dialed dialed in on the internet if you have a hawks fan friend that might like the show share it with them i really appreciate that as well check out rockauto.com and built bar and all my other sponsors that i've uh, had in the recent past and if nothing else i will see everybody later on in the week